0: Coming up today on the Dr. Linda Mental Show.
1: The obsessions are these intrusive and recurrent thoughts that cause a great deal of anxiety. The thought is really hard for someone to ignore. They try to suppress it or neutralize it, but they just kind of come back into your head again. Trying harder not to think about them doesn't make them go away
0: either. The Dr. Linda Mental Show is next.
1: Everyone, and welcome to the Dr. Linda Mental Show. I'm your host, Dr. Linda Mintel, the Relationship Doctor, and I'm here with my co-host, Chris Weigel. And every weekend, we're here, we're doing life together, and we're glad you joined us.
0: I'm a little uh, verklempt today.
1: Verklempt?
0: Yes. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen my yard lately at, at I have house. seen your yep. yard. It's, uh, I'm it's challenging. A, I'm having a weed issue, and yes. it, it's, it's just these weeds will not go away. I have dethatched... I have plugged. I have weed killed. I have put down new grass seed. Everything I do, I have roped off parts of the yard so the dogs will stay out I of it. I saw that. Yeah. And these weeds are driving me absolutely bonkers, and everything I do... Tr- Are you getting my point here?
1: So are you just focused and focused and focused on this yard? Yes. Like to the extent of everything else?
0: I don't care about my own family right now. I want to get the grass. You want to get the grass. Right.
1: Well, I was trying to think of some time when Mm. I was obsessed with something. So Mm -hmm. you're talking about being obsessed with it. I I was having trouble thinking of something. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I'd have to look in the control room to my producer husband and say, is there anything I'm really obsessed with? And looks I, like I,
0: he has I, a list. I don't know. I was, I was, it's not,
1: you know, when you're obsessed with something, it's like, you can't do without it. Right. I don't know if I've ever really had that.
0: Well, what about all these movies where someone is obsessed with a person? The plots don't usually end well. No,
1: they don't.
0: Sort of like Fatal Attraction oh, from yeah. back in the day. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. It's not a healthy thing to be obsessed with someone. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we throw that term around, right, all the time, casually. I might say to you, you're obsessed with your phone, or I'm obsessed with him, or, mm-hmm. I'm obsessed with that line of makeup. Or we say to somebody, oh, stop being so OCD.
0: Right, yeah. It seems like OCD applies to lots of things, and we're going to narrow that down today. But what are we saying when we talk to someone about being obsessed?
1: Usually that just means that they really, really like something or someone. It's just one of those casual terms that we, you know, throw around thinking, Mm -hmm. oh, they're, they're really into something. But it's not interfering with your life. It's not really causing you that much distress. It's really just an expression. But obsessive compulsive disorder, which is what we're going to talk more about today, is not a casual thing. Mm -hmm. It involves obsessions that can be quite debilitating, and it does interfere with a person's life.
0: And this applies to men and women alike. It's about 1% of the population struggles with this, and we want to offer some understanding and some help. Do you think that uh, some of us have just a little bit of OCD?
1: Well, I think some OCD thinking is normal. Our brains are amazing, and they're thinking all the time. Uh, there's so there's nothing pathological in having an obsessive thought now and then, like your yard, as long as that doesn't continue and you continue to be obsessed over it. So, mm-hmm. you know, someone who is obsessed over Justin Bieber isn't the same as having an obsessive thought constantly mm-hmm. about Justin Bieber. Those are two different things.
0: Uh, you don't have to worry about me being obsessed with. <laughs> Justin Bieber.
1: Just your yard. Right. Just the weeds. Right, exactly.
0: I do get the difference. Uh, Obsessive thoughts can rob your peace of mind.
1: Yes. Imagine beginning your day like this. You feel like you have to shower three times to make sure you got all the germs washed away. Then you feel compelled to cut your toast into three sections, and you butter each section three times. Then you have to take three sips of coffee. You check yourself in the mirror three times and finally turn off the lights. But when you leave the house, you have to go back and check three times to feel okay. And if you don't do all that checking and all of those rituals, you feel really, really anxious.
0: Wow, that's uh, I'm just exhausted, you know, thinking about that. I can't imagine living like that day after day. And it would be so disruptive and difficult just to get things done and it would probably frustrate the folks around you.
1: Obsessive-compulsive disorder is a psychiatric condition, and it is characterized by those obsessive thoughts and then these compulsions Mm -hmm. that you feel like you have to do. So let's just break that down a little bit. The obsessions are these intrusive and recurrent thoughts that cause a great deal of anxiety. The thought is really hard for someone to ignore. They try to suppress it or neutralize it, but they just kind of come back into your head again. And if you try to say to yourself, just go away, that doesn't usually work, or trying harder not to think about them doesn't make them go away either.
0: So obsessive thoughts are intense, they're upsetting, and they're difficult to control. And how does that relate to the compulsive part?
1: Well, one way to deal with obsessive thoughts is to perform a compulsion. Mm -hmm. So, a compulsion is an act or a repetitive behavior that you perform in order to reduce that anxiety that you're having over that obsessive thought. So, for example, someone who is really obsessive about germs, they're really fearful of germs and anxious over getting an illness or something, they feel like they have to wash their hands over and over. So, that unreasonable thought of, oh my gosh, I might have a germ, I might get contaminated. That then prompts somebody to wash their hands and do something to try to relieve that anxiety.
0: And they do this over and over and over again, and that's what is so interfering. I've read that there are common thoughts and compulsions people have. What are those?
1: Well, probably the most common one is the one I just mentioned, the one that is that you're afraid of contamination, and Mm -hmm. then you perform the ritual of washing or doing some kind of cleaning or showering, like the example I gave. You know, our former president, Donald Trump, had this germ phobia. Mm -hmm. He he didn't want to shake hands. I don't know if he ended up actually shaking hands with people, but he was very afraid of that. Mm. And if you've ever watched America's Got Talent, Howie Mandel has been very vocal about his germ fears. And even Katy Perry and Frank Sinatra, Mm. they were reportedly always having to deal with cleanliness.
0: Soccer star David Beckham says he struggles with having everything in a straight line and everything has to be in pairs.
1: You know, that's an OCD about sameness and symmetry. So that results in people ordering and arranging things. I also was thinking about the Titanic star, Leo DiCaprio. He says that he has obsessive thoughts about walking through doors a lot of times. So Mm -hmm. going back and forth. And then this really kind of odd one where he has an obsessive urge to step on chewing gum stains. Mm, wow. So it doesn't, it's kind of <laughs> kind of irrational when yeah. you think about them.
0: Lots of athletes seem to have superstitious rituals that involve counting, a lot of numbers involved. And and you really see this a lot on the baseball field when they get up to bat.
1: Have you noticed that where they have to go through this ritual mm-hmm. or they get really, I guess, I don't know, has anybody talked to him afterwards and said, what if you don't do that? <laughs> Would you get really anxious? And here right. are a few other common ones. Obsessing over committing the unpardonable sin. I've actually worked with people that have had that one or having a religious thought of being immoral or damned and then compulsively asking for forgiveness or repeatedly praying due to the anxiety that they feel. Because, you know, if you pray, your sin is forgiven. Right. Mm -hmm. But if you just can't obsessively think I must be sinning, I must be doing something. I have to keep asking God for prayer or obsessing over being aggressive and compulsively monitoring the news because you're worried that you might have harmed somebody. And then there's another one that involves pathological doubt that results in checking and rechecking. Did I close the door? Did I lock the door? Did I do that? Mm
0: -hmm. It sounds very upsetting uh, to have these intrusive thoughts.
1: You can spend a lot of your day carrying out the compulsion, which means you lose time away from work, time away with being with somebody. Some people seem to function, but they have a lot of distress in their head from this. And it can lead to a person feeling very guilty, worthless, like a burden and it can cause sleep and concentration problems in people.
0: You know, I've seen uh, family members who do this thing where they uh, they cannot leave the house until they check the door several Several times, times mm-hmm. yeah. Which- Go around the house, check the locks even to the point of making sure the water is turned off because you know, if a leak were to happen, right. so they have to check the uh, the water valves. Which too.
1: would make you late right? for yeah. everything, and your family is real frustrated w- waiting on you.
0: Yes, it is very intrusive, and uh, I'm not obsessed with going to a break right now, but we do need to take one. More on OCD when we return on the Dr. Linda Mitchell Show.
1: Are you a mom or a dad trying to do your best to raise a healthy-weight child in an unhealthy eating culture? Do you often struggle with how to respond when your child asks if she is fat or if he needs to lose weight? Do you wonder, what is normal, and how do I best impact my child and his or her eating habits? Well, hi, I'm Dr. Linda Mental, and my book, Raising Healthy Kids in an Unhealthy World teaches parents how to raise healthy kids in an over-scheduled, fast-food, video game world by making simple choices, easy changes, and instilling good habits that will improve everyone's life today and forever. Winner of the Mom's Choice Award, Raising Healthy Kids in an Unhealthy World, will give you this confidence, the confidence you need to take charge of your child's eating and raise a healthy weight child.
0: Raising Healthy Kids in an Unhealthy World. Available on Dr. Linda's website, drlindamental.com, and available online where books are sold.
1: Conflict is a part of every healthy relationship. How you deal with conflict is what will either grow or destroy relationships. Do you avoid? Maybe you become highly emotional and then regret what you said or did. Getting control of our emotions is not always easy, but it is possible. Hi, this is Dr. Linda Mental and I wrote the book We Need to Talk in order to help all of us deal better with conflict. We Need to Talk, available at bookstores and online where books are sold.
0: Welcome back to the Dr. Linda Mental show and today we are talking about obsessive compulsive behavior. And before we continue this important discussion, I want to remind you to check out Dr. Linda's website, DrLindaMenthal.com. That's where you will find her blogs, books, and you can connect on social media. Speaking of books, her latest book is Living Beyond Pain, and it is so helpful to anyone struggling with chronic pain. And remember, you can also listen to today's program anytime on iTunes, and you can share it with a friend.
1: I just want to say, Chris, that the reviews for Living Beyond Pain have been really, really good and yeah. positive. So I'm real excited about that book. It came out right before the pandemic. Right. And so it hasn't gotten a lot of play, but it's really helpful. If you know somebody with chronic pain, this is this is a book you really want them to read, and it, it has a lot of help in it.
0: Chances are you do know someone with right? chronic pain because lots of people struggle with that. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Well, let's talk about how obsessive-compulsive disorder develops in someone
1: well we do believe that this is one of those heritable disorders again which means it does tend to run in families and we know that there are brain functions involved with this we know that there are problems in the communication in the brain between the front part of the brain and the deeper structures of the brain but genetics aren't the only part of this sometimes an illness can trigger this I'm not going to talk about this with kids but there is some data that shows that if somebody has strep as a child, that this can trigger some OCD in a child. Hmm. Those are not the majority of the cases, but sometimes a stress in life can train the brain to be anxious through a process called classical conditioning. So it gets a little tricky, but this one does seem to have a little bit more of an organic component to
0: it. You talk about this can be inherited. Sharon's grandmother, my wife's grandmother, Saw this pattern in a lot of the family members, and she called it being curious.
1: Curious. That's so, a good, that's a nice frame for it. That's yeah. The word, the old, yeah. The word
0: was, oh, we're just also curious. So, when does it usually begin?
1: Well, it usually begins in the teen or young adult years, but you can see traits of it, like a, a child who might line up her toys. Mm-hmm. So, when I get the history of people that have, have struggled with this, a lot of times they'll say, well, I remember when she was a child, she would line up everything in a careful order. Or would be very meticulous about something. But, you know, what happens is that people don't usually get help with this right away because either they don't really notice that it's a problem right away or they have a lot of shame Hmm. because they know that their thinking is somewhat off when they struggle with this.
0: So they are aware Mm -hmm. of their obsession and their thoughts. They know that they are extreme, but they feel they can't stop them.
1: Yeah, and that's key. So this is related to anxiety in which people become really stuck in this kind of cycle in their head and they have a a real heightened fear or a guilt or a sense of obligation, they feel like they must worry about things and do certain things to protect themselves and to protect other people.
0: There was a researcher who put it this way. It's like having an inflated sense of responsibility. Mm. The person often feels that they are going to be responsible for something, Uh, something bad that will happen or that if they fail to do something, they will be responsible for that harm.
1: Yeah. So I like that inflated sense of responsibility. That's kind of a good way to think about this. So Mm. what happens then is they get into this stuck place and the person just tries to do these compulsions to get out of it. But you're in this cycle. You have the intrusive thoughts. Then you feel like you have to do something to deal with those intrusive thoughts. But I want to say this, if you're listening and you struggle with this or you know someone who's struggling with it, You do have the power to change your brain. Mm -hmm. Think of it like your brain is stuck in turning on a switch. And what you have to learn to do is turn off
0: that switch. Now, you told me that OCD is different from obsessive compulsive personality disorder. Let's talk about that difference.
1: Yeah, it's a little bit of a different animal. When you have an obsessive compulsive personality disorder, that means that you have this way that your personality is it's more of what we call an enduring pattern it means that it's kind of who you are it shows up in everything that you do and that's somebody who's really into orderliness so that seems a little bit similar but really more controlling perfectionistic Mm -hmm. everything has to be done a certain way it's the type of personality that has to do with controlling every detail and you're not really very open to new experiences. You know, people with this pattern of personality have trouble relating to each other because they're so devoted to being a perfectionist. They have this rigid control. So that's very different than this little cycle of intrusive thoughts that end up in rituals. This mm-hmm. is more of a big problem with the way you behave with most people in your life.
0: Okay, so now we have some moving parts to uh, <laughs> to look yeah. into here. Can you give some examples of what traits we would look for to know if this is more of a personality issue than a disorder.
1: What we tend to see is that people with more of a personality disorder that's obsessive compulsive, their emotions are kind of dampened, they're kind of restricted, you know, so they don't have the, what we call a full range of emotions, you Mm -hmm. know, where they're laughing and then they're, you know, sad, and then they're, you know, it's more restricted. And the real key here is they have this real adherence to rules, very inflexible very rigid in their ways. And mm-hmm. so they go through life and they're creating order. They have lists for tasks. They're very into controlling their relationships. Right. They have difficulty empathizing with other people. People with OCD don't have that issue. So this is the personality type that has more difficulty being in an intimate relationship because they're not empathizing. They're just so focused on order rigidity dedication to their work so this could be the person who works 24 7 Mm, and is always at the job they have trouble giving things to other people because of that control need so perfectionistic even in the smallest details of life and then really don't really know who they are have a lot of trouble with their own identity and giving up that control and delegating to other people
0: There were two uh, key words there you pointed out, empathy and control. Mm
1: -hmm. Is there
0: any, with this personality disorder, is there any tie into narcissism or is that a different ballgame? It's
1: a different type of personality disorder. Mm -hmm. This is much more focused on just the need for rigid control perfectionism.
0: Well, I see how it seems similar to OCD, but they're not the same.
1: Yeah. One is a type of personality and the other is more about how you deal with anxiety. Mm -hmm. So with OCD, you have those obsessive thoughts followed by that compulsion And with the personality type, you just want to control, be perfect, and find order in everything that you do. Mm -hmm. So one of the fallouts of that type of personality is that it's really hard to be in a relationship with somebody like that. I mean, somebody who's always trying to control you and wants you to be perfect, I mean, that would be really tough. And they get really stuck in this Mm -hmm. kind of cycle, so they do need to go get help. One other thing I wanted to say about this, Chris, is people that have more of the personality type... Mm-hmm. typically believe that their actions have an aim and a purpose. So they don't really seek help because they're very dedicated to their jobs. They're usually conscientious of every single detail. They're not that distressed, right. which is very different from the person who has OCD. They're very distressed, and they're very aware that this is kind of an irrational mm-hmm. thing that they're engaging in.
0: That's such an interesting difference between regular mm-hmm. OCD than the
1: Personality Personality, disorder, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Okay, so I think I got it. But what about the treatment, and what can people do? If you have OCD, not the personality type, what should you do if this is interfering with your day and causing distress?
1: So the most effective treatment for OCD is in a field of some of these therapies that are called cognitive behavior therapies. Mm -hmm. And then this is one where we do use medication a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. The type of cognitive behavior therapy that you want to look for is something called exposure and response prevention.
0: You have OCD, CBT, and ERP. It's a lot of acronyms. (laughs) There's a lot of acronyms. So
1: just think of it as you really are looking for somebody who does this exposure Mm -hmm. and prevents the response. Let me explain that to you. So basically what happens is you expose the person to the obsessive thought. So the thought comes into their mind. They start to feel really anxious with that thought. So let's say I have a germ phobia. Mm -hmm. I'm going to make you touch something that has germs all over it. But then what I do is I prevent you from going and washing your hands. Wow! You see it? Mm -hmm. So you're having this incredibly intrusive thought, and now I'm gonna prevent you from doing that ritual. So what's gonna happen? You're gonna feel really, really anxious and probably really overwhelmed. But when you don't do the ritual, then what is happening is you're disrupting yourself from that pattern of obsessive and compulsion. So you're prevented from doing it.
0: So this type of cognitive behavioral therapy I mean, in this case where you're stopping the compulsion, that must be difficult.
1: And it's best to do this with a trained therapist who understands how to do this type of therapy.
0: And then what about medications? Do they have a role?
1: They do. There are certain, again, certain types of medications in the group called SSRIs that are approved by the FDA and they work really well for some people. So check with your doctor. You can find out which ones they are, which ones are approved, and then discuss the potential side effects as well. You know, taking medication always involves an assessment of risk and benefit for people, but they can make a difference for some people. I've really seen them work well Mm. in some people with OCD in in my clinical practice. Well,
0: like Dr. Linda said, we are talking about OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder today on the show, and we need to take a short break, but when we return, let's talk more about how to get help and the spiritual issues involved. Did you know you have a conflict style? Everybody does. Are you a conflict avoider? Maybe you don't avoid, but instead react intensely. Or perhaps you are a great negotiator. Dr. Linda Mento offers a free conflict quiz when you visit her website, www.drlindahelps.com. Click on the picture of her latest book, We Need to Talk. Then have a friend or your partner take the quiz, too, and see if you can navigate conflict successfully. Letting Go of Worry by Dr. Linda Mental. Available on her website at drlindamental.com and online. You're listening to the Dr. Linda Mental Show, and Dr. Linda has written numerous books that you can find on her website or online. Her latest book is Living Beyond Pain. It's a book that helps anyone living with pain get their life back with practical tools that are not related to taking drugs. You can check it out on her website, DrLindaMental.com. That's where you'll find the book, Living Beyond Pain, and you can connect on social media. And don't forget about this program on iTunes. You know, Dr. Linda, we were talking during the break. In the first two segments, we really unpacked a lot of details there between... OCD than the personality disorder that's related to that.
1: And it, even the casual use of the term, oh, you're right. so obsessed. Yeah.
0: If you need to get those details again, download the podcast, right. go back and listen to it. Right. Well, before the break, Dr. Linda, you mentioned a type of therapy and, and possibly some medications that have been approved. But what about the stress that seems to make this worse?
1: It's a great point, Chris, because you have to learn to cope well with stress. And for some people, that coping with stress can make a real big difference. It certainly doesn't ever make anything worse because the more you can manage the stress, that takes your anxiety down. And, you know, the other thing, you know what I'm going to say? Here we go. Exercise, (laughs) I'm going to bring it up again. But it does really help. And relaxation techniques are really good to help lower your anxiety. So even making a few lifestyle changes can make a difference with this particular disorder. It helps to be aware of what makes the OCD worse. So a lot of times that is stress. But in therapy, what we do is we look for the triggers. Is there something that is triggering? And a really big question is, what is the fear behind that thought? So while the thought seems somewhat irrational you can start to think, hmm, am I afraid of something? And usually this is being afraid of uncertainty. Hmm. So it might be something goes through your mind and then you allow your mind to think about it and these thoughts just come and go. You really can train your mind to replace that thought with something that is more true or more positive, something that takes it away from the fear and the worry.
0: Earlier in the program we talked about this idea of controlling things because this seems like a way to try to get control.
1: Well, we live with a lot of uncertainty, and I think if nothing else in the past uh, year or so, we've really figured out how uncertain things really are. And you have to learn to deal with that in life. You have to learn to tolerate distress without it overtaking you. You know, things can go wrong. You can be living your life and something bad can happen, and there's often nothing you can do to prevent it. And this is where faith can really help somebody. If you believe that God will help you through the difficulty, whatever it is, you can begin to build your confidence in god and that's really important chris because so much of the secular world says build your confidence in yourself mm, right. and you you really don't have a lot of authority over a lot of stuff but mm. god does and you can work on your doubt and you can work on trusting god more because we know in the bible it's constantly this theme of when you're weak god is strong so he can help you with those distressing thoughts
0: you mentioned faith it's been said that faith is going forward even in uncertainty.
1: I like that. I like that because when you have OCD, you believe uncertainty is dangerous. Mm. It can be, but not always, right? Faith is what you believe, not what you feel. And then you also are making a mindset change. So don't fight those intrusive thoughts. Just let them come into your head, identify them, then stay in the present moment and let the thoughts come and go. Don't give meaning to those irrational thoughts. They're just thoughts. And then try to resist that compulsion to break that habit.
0: So then uh, what does trust have to do with this?
1: Well, we can trust God even when we don't trust much else around us. So it helps to meditate on the Psalms that talk about God's care for you, his love for you, even though there is a lot going on in our world and we have a lot of problems. All of us have a lot of problems. Mm -hmm. So God is there to help us through those struggles. That's why we want people to be dependent on God and not themselves, because God is the only dependable one.
0: So if you are struggling not to do the compulsion, uh, does it help if you can at least maybe shorten it or delay it?
1: Yes, that's a really good step. So the longer you wait and the more you delay and don't do that compulsion, you are weakening that connection between the two in your brain. And actually research shows that if instead of immediately trying to quiet that anxiety that comes when you have that obsessive thought, if you can hold off from Uh doing that compulsive behavior for at least 20 minutes or more, you're gonna weaken it and you're gonna not have it as often.
0: So don't fight the thoughts, notice them, but then prevent yourself from doing the ritual part.
1: Yeah, and you have to do that over and over to break that connection in the brain. Now it takes a lot of work to take that thought captive, but you can do it and you can learn to change your thoughts.
0: I think that's important because it provides hope. There is always hope for change.
1: Exactly, so accept the thought, but then work to change the thought and the behavior. At the core of this is trusting God in all things and not allowing your fear to rule you. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, we are empowered to change, so don't give up. And if you need professional help, there is no shame in getting help for this. There's a lot a therapist can do to help you. So as we wrap up our time together, here's a prayer that I found on the Family Life website, and I really liked it in terms of thinking about OCD. Just because I'm having this thought doesn't mean that it is a reliable indicator of true danger. While it feels like I must check the door to decrease my anxiety and persistent doubt, I will choose instead to rest in the care of my loving Heavenly Father, who has pledged Himself to me for eternity through my trust in the life, sacrificial death, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Even if my worst-case scenario would happen, a thief entering my home and killing me or my loved ones, there is nothing that can separate me or them from the love of Christ that is in Christ Jesus. Only in him can I find true security. Lord, I trust you to do what is best. Into your hands, I commit my spirit. Look, we're all broken in some way. So all of us need to pray and ask God for help in this journey we call life. Pray when you are anxious and ask God to help you calm down and focus on him. Pray for strength to retrain your brain. Don't give in and don't give up. Get the needed help. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Many thanks to our producer, Norm Mintel, and our engineer, and my co-host, Chris Weigel, who makes the show a conversation. From all of us here at Faith Radio, we'll talk to you next weekend. In the meantime, remember, we're doing life together, and it's better when you don't have to do it alone. Well, thanks for listening to this conversation from the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. These podcasts are available because of listener support. You can make a gift now at MyFaithRadio.com. And thanks for sharing this audio link with a friend and helping us grow the impact of the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. Also, take a moment to subscribe to the podcast today at iTunes or your podcast player, and you'll never miss a show.